On today's job board, we have golfing, Patrick Mahomes, sports, not so superintendent podcast crossover, featured beers, and of course, course happenings. The views and opinions presented in this episode of From the Jingweeds podcast are strictly those of Matt and Danny, do not reflect those of their respective clubs. The content of this podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. And now, let's tee off. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to episode number four, four, little Danny Ainge action, little Brian Bosworth at Oklahoma. He had to go to 55 when he went to Seattle because some other fucking pigeon had 44. But thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, Dan, sorry for getting you going right off the bat. but uh, That's good. We are doing a little Zoom action uh, right now. We had a little uh, hiccup. We couldn't meet up together. And then also um, in this episode, we kind of got back on the computers anyways because we get together with the not so superintendent podcast those guys are out of new york um so be prepared to listen to that we'll jump into that towards the end of this thing or however andy's going to edit it into us but we'll uh can't wait to see how that goes and uh dan we the screen popped on and you had the hockey hat on that big ass got us and when i put mine on i thought i wonder if he's gonna chuck this back on so (laughs) feeling right back at home back in the old days the big on the anniversary of the pandemic, we are back doing it. That's the, right. The same way when the pandemic got going. It's crazy. It's, it's been a year. Mm, I know. It has been. It is crazy. It was a year ago. I believe that it'll be, what is today? The 11th, March 11th. So or the 12th, uh, the 13th was the last time I had significant rain at my place. Yep. For golf, well, you know, no, no. well, no, sorry. A couple of weeks ago, we had that yeah. almost two inches. Yeah, that is correct. I did have a, uh, just three quarters of an inch then. So did you get anything we've today? had uh, sprinkles, very, very little sprinkles. It's the 12th. So almost uh, one year to the day. Yeah. You know, one year tomorrow will be the to the day. And they're calling for like a tenth of an inch. And I probably got four to five 100s. <laughs> barely. Didn't, oh, know, I didn't go car path only. I, uh, it was raining pretty hard at my house when I got up this morning and, uh, I played golf this morning and I'll get to that after, um, but driving in, I almost text the guys that were playing and I was almost like, uh, guys, you sure you want to do this? And I got to Shea Boulevard and which is right down the road from the golf course, completely dry, completely dry. <laughs> and, uh, me and my assistant were standing in the shop. And we were talking about, hey, maybe if it rains, maybe it doesn't. You know, what should we do with water? You know, we're kind of already thinking about it. Yeah, this rain predicted for all weekend long. And I was like, well, let's see what happens. Nothing's obviously happened yet. And as we're standing there, it just barely started sprinkling. So it sprinkled for enough to probably get the car path wet. And then it stopped and hasn't done a thing yet the rest of the day. Brutal. Yeah, brutal. So had a uh, superintendent, he's uh, Bryce Burton, he's up in Wyoming. Uh, he texted me maybe a week or two ago and said, hey, me and a couple of buddies are coming down there. You know, let's get out and play some golf. So I said, all right, come Friday. First thing out, we'll go first thing out, we'll play as a fivesome. You know, and if we get caught, I'll just bail. So I'll play out of my golf cart. Yeah. I think I'm bringing my golf cart every fucking where I go. Because <laughs> every time I play out of that thing, I play good. And today was, I broke my personal record 
at that place. I shot 72 from the blues. No kidding. So, so there's really no record, right? There's really no record. Yeah. We legitimately still- played from the blues. Um, but I asked those guys, I said, where do you guys want to play you tips or whatever? And they just said, wherever we go, we always play the one in front of whatever mm-hmm. the tips are. So I said, all right, let's go with those. Uh, didn't lose a single golf ball. And yeah, when bogey chipped in on number two, so I thought, here we go. Yeah. And then birdie. That's three. what rolling. Yeah. Three was, I know, exactly. And it was, uh, it was quite the shot too. Had no business making it and not even getting it close. And it whacked the flag stick and went in. So yes. here we go. And then finished birdie, birdie, 17 and 18. So it was a good day. That's a good golf run. course. Like- golf course played really well. I uh, had the groomers set. Uh, and it was funny uh, walking around with Bryce and he says about the fifth or sixth hole, he finally says to me, he's like, all right, give me a lesson. He goes, what do you guys do here? You guys grow like, you know, like this overseed, like what are these greens? And I was like, well, you know, it was just interesting. And he's like, I have no idea what that's like. Yeah. You know, in his whole process, he said his main deal is obviously how you come up, how you put your golf course to bed. That's what he's pushing for all the time. So let's get it good enough and put it to bed healthy with all of its, you know, fungicides and everything else. Let's get that. And then the winter is whatever the winter is. Um, They very, very, very rarely have low snowfall where he is. Uh, So he's still underneath, you know, he said he took a snowblower finally and started putting rings around the greens, you know, to basically like give it some drainage area. You'll get some air down there, but not going across them or, or trying to pull anything off of it. Just a ring around, you know, start opening stuff up. Him by himself all winter long. Uh, he does all the grinding and refurbing. And he said, oh, basically, really? just, just farting around, you know, the whole winter. And he said he's still not till end of April. He doesn't see it opening. And it's all Crazy. weather. It's all weather-based. Uh, he said, you know, I had mentioned, is there a date that you guys just open or is it, you know, if there was no snow on the ground, would you be open now? So probably not right now. We wouldn't be open because of the chance of it most likely snowing again. Um, he said, but it's never not covered in snow this time of year. So it's always okay. end of April. End of April is always the time. And then he said, you just come out of it, hope it's good, push, 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 and then put it to bed the best way you can. You know, with fertilizer down, you know, make sure everything's verified then, you know, just which is totally different than what we're doing. Totally different. Yep. Um, so I told him, you know, you know, he we got two grasses, we overseeded, we got Bermuda base, yada, yada, yada. I stopped pointing out some Bermuda grass. And he just looks at me, he goes, So you're just constantly growing grass. And I was like, Yes, <laughs> you've got it. You know, he's like, This is mind blowing. So it was very interesting for me to sit there and talk to another superintendent, really stand there. Cause I very rarely, you know, we'll have guys that maybe have worked at other places, you know, or, you know, grew up in upstate New York and started their career there. Now they're down here, but very rarely get into those conversations, you know, but it's nice when you get there other than <laughs> when you run into the guy that's from Chicago that says, Hey, what's up with this stuff? You know, at my place, it's all dead you know, right now. That's why we come down here, come here for the hot dogs. And we come here for the cubbies, cubby spring training. They wanted to go to a cubby spring training. Oh, not a cubbies diamondbacks, uh, Colorado, uh, spring training game while they were down here, 130 bucks for the worst seat in the house right now. 
I think you have to buy like three seats or something. Yeah, I know it's a, minimum it's, packages and yeah, and it's like double yeah, price, just like the but coyotes. It's still, it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah, you and know, I think like, you want to see the coyotes, you got to buy two tickets. There's no single game, single tickets. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, they got to do something to make a couple bucks or whatever, and then obviously keep it from getting packed. Right. But that, you know, but I don't understand why they don't just kind of throw a lottery system up there. You know, once you get picked for a game, like the Cardinals, when they let people in, season ticket holders could get into a lottery, and if you got picked, you could only pick one game that you wanted. Okay. You know, so everybody got a chance. Yeah, right. So, you know, I would hope you would think that that's what they'd be doing with at least the Coyotes. I get the spring training thing. You know, hose those people. They're all coming in from wherever anyways yeah, right. to see it. But, uh, no, but playing the place, I, you know, playing those holes that I had airified, you know, the or vented solid time, those fairways. Um, uh, if I have the chance, I've already decided I'm like, I'm starting this earlier next year, way <laughs> early. You can't even tell. And once it's mowed out and, but playing off it, just that feeling underneath your feet, you're like, oh, this is totally different than the hole I just played or the three holes I just played. Yeah. So something's. Something's good going on there, but I don't know about how much earlier, but beginning of March, you know, but traffic areas for sure next year will be started right away. You know, as soon as probably January 1st, if it's not frozen, but do something before it gets packed. Uh, Golf course is crazy busy. We had a superstar out there today. (laughs) MVP. Yeah, super. Yeah. Uh, By some people's, imaginations the best football player that's ever ever played football I like it. right uh i don't know he sounds he also <laughs> plays on uh the muppets as the voice of kermit the frog over here <laughs> oh patty mahomes out there uh so that was funny i come out of grabbing a bite to eat and everybody's talking oh did you see him out there did you see him out there i'm like who are we talking about oh patrick mahomes is out there i'm like oh okay you gonna go say hi to him? Nope. Uh, oh, you're not? No. You know, I don't. I mean, he's a goddamn person. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, but boy, everybody was talking about him. And apparently, there's 20 of them playing, and they were fight. I don't know what group they're with, but they were fighting amongst themselves who was gonna play with them. Imagine that your own buddies fighting over wanting <laughs> oh, yeah. to play with you. <laughs> Happens all the time, right? Because he get free beers in his group. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, it created buzz. I text you and Cody, your assistant. So, oh, man. The biggest, he was, the biggest mm, Chiefs fan in the world. Biggest Mahomes fan in the world. Yeah. Very, very giddy. Yeah. Very he, excited. Uh, He's like, so I'm going to go grab So a excited. He drove around my course. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to go buy some course light. Then I'm going to go sit over on, what is it, Kingslayer? Yeah, King, King Tree. Tree or, yeah. yeah. And I'm going to sit on a bucket and I'm going to, when it comes by, he had this whole plan. <laughs> I was like, I bet like, Matt would let you drive around and see him if you wanted. He said, oh, yeah. I won't. Oh, I won't. Yeah. And then he's all fired up and he's yeah, left he the should, shop. And I was like, you're going to go came and grab my cart and done whatever he wanted. And, you know, Jesus so, Christ. So, you know, but, yeah. uh, he went down I, there. He caught him. He, he caught him I, know, I know. He drove up and down country, like he said, with his. What with his Mahomes music on, that was sweet tunes he had cranking in that car in that video. 
And uh, he drove by him at 35 miles an hour. You couldn't even tell if it was me or you. I know. Or right whoever. Park. It yeah. act like he's walking. And be like, yo, TV 12, yeah. what's up? Oh, I mean, Patty, what's up? Biggest no, that's fan, what, man. He's all painted up. Yeah, he's all got his winter hat on that he wears <laughs> with his man bun underneath. <laughs> he, oh, man, but, yeah, it up. is crazy, man. I mean, when you see people like that, that close or just around you, the buzz, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. I swear to God, uh, is there anybody that you think that you would be like, whoa, to? There's one uh, person that I would like to. Michael Jordan. Larry would be the only one that I would walk yeah. up to him at an airport and say, I love you, man. <laughs> I love you. I don't know what I'd say, but I, yeah. th- he would be the guy that I'd be like, that is, that's Jesus right there. Uh, other than that, I, I'm not sure. I mean, no, obviously, when I was in Indian, you know, if I had, saw uh, like certain guys, like if I saw like, like biz isn't, that level yeah. you know right. but he's he's different he's more approachable to people you know you don't right. know how people are going to be and i don't ever I saw like, this eh. oh my god space. yeah a couple times at, right at living spaces i went and saw yeah. i was like you're paul missing it he's like yep <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was, dude, he took me to his car and gave me tickets to a, an oilers game like, which one do you want to go to i was like well i'll go see mcdavid and he fired nice. the tickets oh, i was awesome super nice guy yeah, but he's on like a different level. He's yeah. now at this point in his career, to. and Patrick Mahomes could, or any of these other guys could get to that level where they've become, they went from athlete to like media superstar or media personality or an actor, an actor, you know, whatever. It's totally different than the guy that plays on Sunday. Oh, yeah. But uh, there were some horses in his group, though. No one I recognized, but there were some boys standing on the T weight behind him. They were some big boys it was a dude that made a fucking golf outfit look very very good he was jacked and i thought my first impression was all right that dude probably was a running back at a&m you know no one i recognized but he definitely played ball uh yeah so there was a couple of them though but then a couple of scrubs you know must have been just his real friends from the streets you know but anyways, play golf. Uh, yeah, the 72 is good. The fucking greens were really, really good. Um, I ran water last night, not believing that it was going to rain, but the moisture and then obviously the temperatures went probably dropped after. So if I had to say anything, there's a couple squish spots. That was the only problem that I saw. Other than that, there's grass everywhere. Too much grass at this, at this point, you know, now that I'm out there trying to rip it out. You're know, like, man, this shit's just getting healthier and healthier and healthier as I look at it. So once again, probably going to be a tough transition is my guess, you know? Yeah, I think it all depends on the weather, man. You always oh, yeah. pretty good. Your transitions are always pretty good. They're like. okay at times. Yeah. Uh, depends on the hole, you know, because the hole has maybe six and seven, very little Bermuda grass underneath because it was always a weed field. And then uh, the holes that are full with common Bermuda just take a little while. The ones that are strongly 328, they transition pretty good. And then obviously where they sit on the golf course, yeah. you know, as far as, you know, angles to the sun and all that business. But other than that, it's, I don't know. I think I'm, it's pretty good. Uh, 
So I got no complaints about it. And it's nice playing it. I can just use a couple four days in a row, 80 degrees. It's like 75, 75, 81. Oh, today it was 55 degrees. Yeah, it was 40, yeah, 43 when I wheeled in this morning. So yeah. That doesn't chance of snow tonight. Chance of snow. Four peaks covered in snow. I know there's a chance of snow Rio tonight. Really? Yeah. That's supposed to get down to like 37 degrees right now. I mean, I doubt it would That's happen, fucked up. Yeah, right. A chance. But still, it's not the chance we want, you no. know, at this point. Oh, no, we need game. to be going the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to start reading up some Bermuda grass. Yeah. I played, uh, so Wednesday we had Hack Attack, uh, the, our little winter one we're trying to keep going, and uh, played Aviante, a camelback. So yeah. uh, thank you, Rob Harper, for he's the uh, lead assistant out there on the Aviante course. So he's pretty much the superintendent on that side, uh, which I, that's a great conversation. I don't know if we're going to have time to get into it. That's a one for another day is what is my title and what is my job? Yeah. You know, what a difference that I mean, we'll touch on that at some point. But anyway, back to the golf course. Awesome. It's fucking awesome. Uh, it's totally different. I feel than a lot of golf courses out here. They they tried the link style design. They got the design down. Now, Peter might say differently if the design was right or not, but uh, the feel of it all is very link style and they nailed it. Uh, they're doing pretty good with all the native grasses and things that they got growing out on the other side. They run a brush hog over it once a year, or sorry, twice a year. And then they cut the irrigation. It was, you know, they got it to establish. So they had all these pop-ups and valves of all this other shit running in the desert. And we asked him, I said, you know, how often do you run that thing now? He's like, 4th of July weekend because of the fireworks. You know, don't want anything yeah. getting in there. Just make sure it's wet enough. And then you pray for the monsoon. He said, but this year we did have to turn it on. And, uh, and so, I, yeah, and that's it. So, and that place is eight years old now. It feels like it was redone three years ago yeah i've heard yeah. really good things it's really good uh champion greens non-overseeded which they're awesome right now absolutely awesome you know they just paint the shit out of them yep. uh you know in the winter time but right now they're their own green color you know they may be putting a little bit in there but i would say probably not you know they're their own green color they're growing for sure uh, i thought the first green compared to the last green you know, was had definitely a little bit of growth to it, uh, but they're really good, nice and firm. The whole place firm and fast. Uh, so, if anybody gets a chance to get out there and do that, it would, it would, uh, you definitely it won't be disappointing for sure. Now, I don't know what it costs to play. Uh, that might disappoint some people, but I heard a number run around the other day, yesterday, or when we played Wednesday, three hundred plus. Quintero right now. Is that right? Yeah. That is fucking wild. But we're packed. We're packed. I'm sure you're packed, but all the public's packed. Those guys that came down, they played uh, Toka Sticks out by the Mesa Gateway Airport. He's like, I couldn't believe how busy golf was. I was like, oh, dude, this is it out here all the time. Oh, yeah. We probably, this would be interesting. I bet we have more people on golf courses in the state of Arizona in one given day than Wyoming has people in the entire state. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Dude, they have less than like a fucking million people in the state. <laughs> There's not a million people on the golf course every day. Hey, I don't know. 250 times 350. 
That's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Two million. I don't think. Not even close. Don't do it. Shit. All right. For all you non-mathematicians, that's not that close. No. No. That's, no. Like 87, <laughs> that's awesome that you just did the math on it. Oh fuck. Two fifty plus three fifty billion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's the same million. Well they probably don't they probably have seventy thousand people in the state. Oh, that's true. Not really, you know, so it's very yeah. close on that. You know, I don't even know if they have <laughs> what they got. But anyway. He would, they were very surprised at how many people on the golf course. And it was just like, wow, that's crazy because this is this is the norm, baby. You know, this oh, is know. the norm. Can't wait for that to go away. I mean, other I'm than sure. for the business. I wonder Midwest courses, I wonder if they're going to be as busy. I know like this week, Omaha got an 80 degree day and the courses were packed. Yeah, it's supposed to be 60 today or 70 today in Boston. Yeah. So there'll be, I mean, I get people wanting to get out, but I just wonder if that's a constant thing where you can just wheel up to a public and, and get on. Yeah. I don't know. I'd imagine that it's got to be going busy everywhere. Uh, got the. <laughs> I couldn't imagine spending $300 for golf in Omaha outside of Arizona. Oh, or Vegas I couldn't or even imagine, Palmsburg. you know, even still, it's hard to. Hard to I mean, say what I. But if I was going to pay eighty bucks before I was in the industry, I was like, "This place is going to be sweet." Oh yeah, you know, like this place yeah, is going to be back in mass. It, back in mass, when I was, you know, playing a lot, sixteen, seventeen years old, um, it was like sixty bucks. It was like, whoa, that's going to be crazy. Of course, that was ninety four. So, yeah, but but still. But still, it was like, so this is going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it's probably. Yeah. No, I don't even think they come even close. 70. 70 is a yeah. good number out there, I believe. I mean, I other can't than believe you- I just spent $70 on golf. What was I doing? Yeah. You know, 45 I- was a big one. But that was also you were paying for your cart as well. So greens fees yeah. for an expensive yeah, right. place 40 was bucks. 40 bucks. Yeah. You know, and th- the cart got you up to 60. I figured this out when I was at Indian Wells. We were charged 180 around, and I was like, "If you shoot even par every time you swing a club, it's two dollars and fifty cents." Boom! Two Christ! Can you believe that? <laughs> Patty, juicy Patrick Mahomes. Speaking of that much, hundred and six a dollar sixty a second of his life is what his new contract <laughs> is. A dollar sixty is what that makes turns out to be. He makes a dollar sixty every second. That's. That's incredible. And his first so he could afford to play. He could afford to shoot even part any months. Oh shit! He, <laughs> he, I hope he paid for all twenty of his buddies that at that sure golf course today. Sure he did. See your boy Cam Newton signed the ticket today, huh? Oh, I did see that at lunch today. I didn't see how much. I didn't see the ins and outs. All I saw was run across the bottom of the ticker, and I was like, I think it was sixteen million. No, for one year. Yeah. No, you're lying. This is dude, no. look it up right now. I swear. Oh my god. So Six. I think Taysom Hill gets 14 million. He's like a third string quarterback. Yeah, but Taysom Hill's way better than Cam Newton. Taysom Hill's a third string quarterback. You're not better than Cam. But Taysom Hill can go out for a fucking pass as well and catch balls and run it. I'm looking it up. Cam Newton's contract right now. You put Taysom Hill on 
any team other than Cam Newton, and I'm taking fucking Taysom Hill all day. He probably can, dude. He comes in to throw the ball deep because Breeze uh, couldn't throw the ball. Cam Newton agreed to one year contract worth up to fourteen million with incentives, so it's five oh, million base. That's perfect. Okay, I'm in. That's fine. That's <laughs> totally fine. Yeah, because the fourteen it was just like his last one. The seven million he was going to make, he had to win the Super Bowl. So if he's got to make fourteen million bucks. You know, that's how he's going to make it is by winning the Super Bowl. Fuck, yeah. And five million bucks and it's way better than Dak Prescott. If Cam Newton is worth five million dollars, is Dak Prescott worth whatever the fuck he just made? I don't know. Yeah, apparently. He is, apparently, right? I mean, I'm not knocking Dak Prescott for saying, uh, okay, I'll take that. If you're going to fucking pay me, I'm, I'm in. But what did that just do to the salary cap? Of your team. Well, I think they're going to say it's going to go up anyway in a couple of years. And the NFL, it's going to explode. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much more can it explode? It's going to keep on going, you know, for whatever. But still, it dropped this year. So it's down 8%. It's at $182 million is the cap. First time it ever dropped since 2011, I believe. Yeah. But still, you're handing it all to your one dude. And the best dude, the most important dude, though. You, as know. a Chicago Bears fan, let me tell you that I would love to be spending $50 million on a quarterback. I don't know. I think if you take a fucking Dan dude. Cutler and you chuck him back there with a great offensive line, you're five, you're five, six wins. The Cowboys just got fucking how many wins last year with that same dude? Okay, snap no, his leg. I think you're. I think there's a, that's another reason he got paid because they had all these weapons. They got CD Lamb. They got oh, what's the other dude? He's got I they got another beast down there. And uh, Andy Dalton couldn't get him the ball, so I was like, "That's this is why we need Dak." We yeah, know Andy Dalton stinks. Yeah, maybe. Weapons. I hope fucking Dak Prescott went over to Andy Dalton and threw him a couple sheets and was like, "Thank yeah. you for fucking yeah. thank you." I think that's what the, the Cowboys were probably thinking. They realized how important he was. I hope the Pats go out. I think what's somebody in the, the draft Cowboys is the Ezekiel Elliott contract's going to weigh heavier than the deck. Yeah, the any backs. running back one is going to. I mean, those guys get fucking beat to shit so fast in this yeah. league now. It's crazy. You know, hopefully Dak comes out of that. You know, the injury and fucking makes it. I mean, I don't want to see him fucking hobble around and suck balls, but. I just thought it was wild money. Oh, wild money. money. But I'm that just makes Bears can land Russell Wilson. Uh, I know. I think uh, from what I understand, they think they'll let this year run out. Seattle will with him, and then he's going to be a full-on free agent. Uh, you know, okay. They won't trade him. But I don't know, man. I believe in you know blow the system up right now. If you can see on the horizon that next year or the year after is a fucking disaster, and we're not going to be able to pay X, Y, Z in your quarterback and all this other stuff, start going to get people for it. Get picks, so your rebuild year is that much faster. You know, go get yeah whatever you want, but fucking backload it with picks right. and just go get at least opportunities to pick that guy in the first round at a cheap dollar and try them out for three years. Yep. You know, and you hope fucking shit sticks after you chuck it a few times. But, uh, so, th- but to let them fucking walk at the end, you know, I keep hearing that that's what they think 
that uh, Russell's going to do. They're going to wait till, to, for it to go out. And he's just going to fucking walk. It's like, no, dude, get rid of him now. The writing's on the wall. You'd you rather can get two first for him now. Oh, easy. Yeah. And the longer you wait or you go out next year and he's kind of shitty and doesn't want to play for you and he's, you know, bagging it the whole time and he's not playing as well now. Now he's not worth two, you know, two picks. He's worth one and a third and a fifth plus some chump change, you know. So it's going to be interesting shit. It is fun part of this year because I always dream of being the GM of a fucking team. You know, how the fuck would I build it? Uh, but obviously just, I'm not. It's my dream. I just look at it. I just look at when I watch. Yeah. Yeah. But I, for the right amount of money, you know, you do. You take those guys that want to restructure their contracts. You know, Big Ben. I mean, it's obviously it was his only way of staying in the league. But I give a guy like that a little bit of, you know, credibility of hey man you're looking you want to keep hanging out he wants to keep hanging out with the dudes in the locker room he knows that he's gonna miss sunday uh, the whole process hanging out with the guys all the time that's what i see this as so you know what the only way i'm gonna be able to stay here is if i restructure my contract and get paid what this team is willing to keep me around for while i know that my chances of being the starter are fucking those days are they're coming to an end real soon. Yeah. But do I want to go home and blue. fucking mow the lawn and deal with the rugrats and all that <laughs> bullshit? <laughs> you're not mowing the lawn when you're that rich, dude. And you're not raising kids. No, I'm just you saying, you know, you don't want to fucking be doing. I know. I'm just Hire saying. Hire me to do your lawn. <laughs> as long as you have good water. Yeah, right. Yeah, you better have good water. I can. Well, actually, at this point, you might it's not possible. even know how to grow grass. You might not even know how to grow grass on fucking real water at this point because you've been oh, dealing shit. with that dog shit so fucking long. Stop and gyps in the, in the yard. It's like, what's going on here? It's like, don't worry. Yeah. You got control. <laughs> I've seen this before. Yeah, that's fucking funny as shit. Today's episode is brought to you by Par West Turf Services. Visit parwest.com for all your golf course and home course needs from the safe stick, antimicrobial flag stick decals to the tacit dew brushes. Be sure to check out the 2021 catalog in the app for all the up-to-date products. Far West Turf Services. Use promo code Jingweeds for free shipping on orders over two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm glad we were able to do this. Um, I mean, obviously, now you guys are on like what episode forty three or something right now? Forty four. Yeah, forty four. Okay. Yep, yeah, forty four. So yeah, man, like so y'all y'all started about ten episodes before us, and I'm in the situation where like I when I started this podcast. I didn't really listen to podcasts. I never even really, I think the only thing that I got started doing was like actually listening to, um, to like your mom's house, which is like a yeah. video podcast. And that was the only thing I really had any interest in. And I started this and then I found out there's this entire world of this. And then I find y'all and I'm like, Whoa, this is like the superintendent version of exactly what we do, you know? Yeah. Right. So what what exactly made y'all want to start this? Like, what was kind of that moment when y'all were like, okay, I want to do this? So as as well, I was never a podcast listener. Um, and then I forget what it was. It's probably through Barstool. Ended up listening to part of my take. And then, uh, and then you know, spitting chiclets. And me and Dan got together one day for lunch. This was 
you know, the first, our first meeting and we meet up and we walk in the, into this fucking little bagel joint that we go to all the time. And he looks at me kind of crooked eyed mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like, this motherfucker, and he's a horse. So I'm like, who's this big motherfucker staring at me like weird. <laughs> and he's, you know, we're eating lunch and he, he keeps on like smirking and whatever. I'm like, dude, what's, you know, what's so funny. He's like, he's like, you are my buddy, Ryan, like identical. Like mm-hmm. here he is. And he shows me a picture and it's like, holy shit. You know? And then obviously he hears me chatting and talking about different things. He's like, are you a stoolie? I was like, oh, yeah, man, I've been fucking Barstool fan since it was a paper. I had friends that used to mail the paper to me when I lived out here. Oh, wow. You know, basically because it started in Boston. So it was like this big deal. And, you know, I've been hanging, listening to those guys and on their shit forever. So we created this kind of relationship. And then it was like, hey, you listen to Chicklets? Yeah, we listen to that part and take. Yeah, we listen to that. Then I got into listening to Bill Burr Mm -hmm. and Joe Rogan. And the yep. whole time, those are the two that probably got me to go, all right, I could while out like Bill Burr, <laughs> or I could kind of do what Rogan does, mm-hmm. you know, as far as I thought maybe the interview style. So yep. over 44 episodes, I think, I think what we have going on, or at least the road that I find that me and Dan are both comfortable with, and Dan yell at me if I'm wrong is we have found the middle road of that, or it's our thing. You know, that's what you call our thing where we rant and rave and go wild on some shit, but then we can get into good, I guess, general conversation and then really kind of nerd out for a minute or two, you know, on the, on the growing grass. And obviously it was one of those things, Hey, this is what we know. And I don't hear any of them. I had listened to the pulling weeds guys out in South Carolina and okay, there's guys out there and they're being successful at it. Fuck it. Let's give it a whirl. You yeah. Know? Let's see what happens with this thing. So I kept talking to my wife. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to, you know, went on. She says, I said, but I need a partner. And the more me and Dan kind of got to know each other, she had thrown around a couple of my other buddies' ideas. And I was like, ah, I don't think he'd be into it. I don't think it. And I said, you know who's going to do it? I said, Cutler will do it. I said, that's easy. So one day I asked him at lunch, I said, hey, you have any interest in doing a podcast? And it was kind of like, yeah. So, Dan, I don't know how your first, I don't think we ever really talked about that, is how like that first reaction of like, we're going to do this, but we're going to be committed about doing it. Yeah, I feel like that's, we're back in that bagel shop and you were kind of, or no, I think we were playing golf and you're kind of just kicking around. Like, I'm really thinking about doing this podcast thing. And I was like, yeah, dude. Let's give it a go. And then we were at DJ's and we were kind of just kicking around what it was going to be. And, and I uh, think at the end of it, we just said that should have been our first episode. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Because yeah, exactly. we should hit record at DJ's Bagel every single time we're there. <laughs> oh, right. Because that's, that's, that's where the I best did. conversation right there. Yeah. Yeah. I, and we is... have found better and better. You know, at first we had started, you know, we put up the note board and let's let's follow these subjects. Mm-hmm. And now it's turned into let's just sit down, shoot the shit and drink a beer. And yeah. it all that's probably been 15 episodes that it's been good, solid conversation. And then, you know, probably the last five, I would say I feel comfortable with this is the road I want to go down. This is how I think this show should flow, you know, just right. at least the feeling about it all. 
Yeah. So it's interesting how they've changed. I thought the uh, first ones, I was kind of blown away at how good they were, you know, because I didn't know what to expect. And then seven through 20, I was, I felt we were trying to force it to complete, constantly try and repeat those first few episodes. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was, you could, I could hear it when I listened back, the effort behind it, like trying. And it was like, fuck it. We're going, we're not trying anymore. We're just going right back to the way we started this and let's just let it roll. Cause I mean, it's what we do. So it's easy to talk about, you know, and it's what we see out there. So it's easy to bitch about. Yeah. So let's just do it that way. Let's just put on the headphones, shove the mics in front of our face and see what comes out of it. And yeah, I, I, I definitely think that's the best way to go about it. I mean, you know, that's the, be- that's the one thing about it is like, if you're not like, if it's not so forced, you'll enjoy it more. It'll be better content. It's hard sometimes, you know, with schedules, I know y'all have had things with, you know, having kids and everything. Like I can't imagine throwing that into the mix, you know, it's hard to do it, you know, to make that time sometimes, but y'all have made it work. Y'all do longer podcasts and we do Good God. Um, you know, we, we're in the situation where we do like a 40 to 45, sometimes a 50 minute podcast, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, it, it feels like going over 45 minutes is like emptying the tank, you know, for like multiple weeks, especially this time of year when there ain't nothing going on, you know what I mean? Which y'all are in a definitely a different area. Speaking of which we're definitely going to have to talk about how the hell y'all live in Arizona. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how y'all do it, man. Um, especially coming from Boston. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, y'all have grown a huge audience, you know, and, um, you know, it's, it's cool to see y'all grow and we're behind you on the episodes and we're just, you know, chugging along too. So it's, it's really cool. And, um, I, I definitely agree. I'm, I'm kind of the same way as far as like, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Like when I decided I want to do a podcast, um, I just bought a mic for myself and I was just going to do it on my own. I didn't really know what I want to do. I, I bounced around by doing a hockey podcast and all this other stuff. I didn't really know though. And, and then, and, and I got into Bill Burr as well. I always digged his comedy, but I never, I never even knew he had a podcast. I was like, what is this? But, and then it's like the most addicting podcast in the world. It's um, one of, and it yeah. started and it started like without the microphone. He used right. to voicemail himself. Wow. If you, when he plays those Thursday ones, if he yeah. gets one that's back a few, like 10, 15 years, like those guys, he's 13 years in this. Yeah. And yeah. he used to voicemail himself the entire episode. And then Apple came out with the voice memo. So he was mm. doing it before that. And that's what he would do is send voicemails to himself. That's insane. And then he'd edit the episode together. So you hear him super scratchy and you can totally tell that he's yapping into a telephone. Right, right. You know, once you understand that that's how it all started, then you can, he used to sit there and just hit the voice memo record button and just do it that way. And then now he's got, you know, the microphone, which wasn't, I mean, in his podcasting years, isn't that long ago, seven, eight years, he checked the microphone in front of himself. Yeah. You know, that's fucking wild. Definitely. I I can't imagine doing it with all the technology that we have. I mean, being able to edit and all that other stuff, it's like, I can't imagine not being able to do that stuff. So yeah, RA RA on spit and chicklets used to do it in a closet when he was a custodian. Yeah, yeah, I hear him <laughs> like talking he would, about he that. He would call yeah. he would call Wit 
on his phone and record it in a closet when he was supposed to be working. <laughs> so crazy. That's fucking, if that's and, not And that really wasn't long ago at all. <laughs> right. That's like yeah. five or six years. I think yeah. five years they've been on. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not five? I think it's only I thought him and Witter around the five-year anniversary they just had. Uh, I could be wrong, but it's, anyway, it's since I've been it's since I've lived here, pretty sure. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's four. Yeah. Anyways, crazy that it started in a fucking closet. Yeah. But it's about <laughs> um, what garage. I have found. <laughs> huh? What's that? We were in my garage. It's yeah, I in. know. I, yeah, you are now. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in studio too. But it's crazy <laughs> what I find, or you know, will do you find? You know, not that you're constantly thinking about it, um, yep. but as you're doing things, oh, this is going to be awesome on the podcast. Absolutely. This is going to be, this has to be out there. Yeah. You know, or, yeah. fuck, you know, then it comes to recording time and you're like, fuck, I know there was something. There was yeah. something that happened this week and I didn't write it down or I didn't text yeah. it into my notes of the phone. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's wild how it's kind of it consumed me a little bit for a while. Yeah. I don't think it's so much now. Now it's just, it's like going to the gym now. It's like, right. okay, Friday's at two. We're fucking recording and we'll see <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Which I think helps me and you, Dan, a lot is because when it was those Tuesday nights oh. starting at nine o'clock in the garage well, and not getting done till 1130 <sighs> and oh. Wednesday mornings were a complete wash. Wednesday. <laughs> oh, the whole day Wednesday was garbage. I would so, only hope that we could play golf on Wednesdays. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have to think about growing grass because I was oof, hurt. Yeah, it was mm. it was definitely tough because yeah, you know, well, you're thinking about going to bed at that point and it's like, okay, now I could gear up and get going, you know, to go record. Yeah, I remember listening to a podcast of y'all's um and y'all had a guest. Um and I remember you just saying, Oh yeah, it's one in the morning right now. We should go to bed. I was like, What? Or something oh, like that was like that was Andy. Late. Andy yeah. was Andy. It was one in the morning. Yeah, I couldn't Andy believe. It. I was like, on. "Oh my gosh, like, what are these guys yeah. doing?" Gary <laughs> Brawley. Yeah, I think it might have been the Gary one. Because we recorded, we recorded right after. But I mean, that's uh, that's part of the commitment, and I keep saying to yeah. myself, and we keep me and Dan kind of keep saying to each other. It's not about what it is. Just keep the content flowing. Keep your name a little bit relevant. Give the people that want to listen right. a little something to listen to. So if it is that hour long, I think the best episodes are that 45 minutes. Right. You know, right. listening to Rogan go for three and a half hours sometimes, you know, it takes how many trips back and forth to work, how many rips around the golf course, and then you yeah. got to throw in like finishing at the gym or going to the grocery store, you know, before you've done the episode. Whereas, you know, talking to the guys that I know out here that listen to us, they're like, oh, it's great for that morning ride around the golf course, that first out kind of cruise yeah. around, get the day going kind of thing. And then another one says, it's my, I do it while I'm spraying. You know, I spray and listen to you guys. Whereas some yeah. of the sales guys, they're like, yeah, it's hard to listen to you because I'm in and out of my truck. So if it's a little bit longer than 35 mm. minutes, it's that 35 minutes that it takes me to leave my house and get to my first stop. And then it's kind of done for the yeah. day. And then I try to pick it up tomorrow. So I think the window for us in, you know, our industry podcast is that 
45 to an hour and 10 minutes is it. Yeah. Anything over that can yeah. kind of get exhausting. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I definitely agree with the Rogan thing. I love Rogan, but like I, I can probably count on both my hands the amount of whole podcast of his I've actually listened to. The um, Undertaker? Start yes. <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I actually did. I think I did make it through the entire the Undertaker, Undertaker may one. Have yes. been one of his best ever. Miley Cyrus, yes. Yeah. One of the better I actually ones. didn't listen to the whole thing of that, but I, I did oh. start it. I heard um, the Armstrong one is incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh, I haven't seen that one. His actually. was unreal. Yeah, it's uh, my wife calls him my influencer. Yeah, I mean, for me, like. Mine would be Tom Segura and Bill Burr, probably. Bill Burr um, and Bill Burr is awesome. Segura yeah. is great stand up. I can't get into his podcast. He's too dry for a podcast. To for me, the thing, right? The thing with Segura's podcast is it's literally, it, you can't, you almost have to go back and listen from like the beginning to understand most of the jokes it's almost all inside jokes all the drops are inside jokes everything is inside jokes so it's very hard to just jump in and listen to so it it makes it tough for people to get into it and and it's also such a wacky podcast but yeah (laughs) yeah bill and bert burr and bert kreischer are phenomenal together yeah phenomenal yeah that's but a those are, yeah, those are the guys that that's why I thought, wow, this can be easy because they're just doing the same thing we are. We're just bullshitting. Yeah. We're just bullshitting yeah. about growing grass is all and then whining about a golfer here and there. Right. We whine a little bit too much about the golfer that pays our bills, uh, essentially. <laughs> you know, it's look, weird. Look, I've been so curious about this. So y'all do it a little bit differently than us in the sense that Y'all put your, well, we put our names out there, but y'all put like the name of the course that you work out and everything. Yeah. Like, did did y'all's like GM or anybody know about this? Nothing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Um, they do. Martin, the son of my owner, is all in. Um, He asked me the other day about some of my Instagram stuff. He's like, hey, just make sure you can tag it. He's, you know, but here's Mm -hmm. the issue. If you tag it, you can't put the F word, you know, like the divot right. on 16. He oh, wanted right. to tag that. He's like, but I can't. It's just yeah. that doesn't work. But we have an app for our golf course and it's on the app. It says golf wow. podcast on it. And we are going to do, uh, he just, he bought a drone and then he bought these other little cameras. I'll have to, once I see him and it's like, it's a knockoff of a GoPro. That's kind of the easiest way that I can describe it. Sure. But it's super good quality and it has like these magnets and shit that you can hook it up to weird little spots. You know, it shows mm-hmm. like a person mountain biking and they wear like a necklace with a metal plate and you magnet it over your shirt. So the metal plate is under your shirt and the camera's on top of your shirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This, right, right. So it has all these crazy gadgets and shit to it. So we bought two of these things and we're going to do a series um, and it comes from, you know, me telling him that Dan does a video, you know, for the members, you know, kind of saying what's going yeah. on in the golf course and things like that. I had said, Hey, you know, this is goes on. So why don't we try and do this and we can run this stuff on a loop. We're going to do a whole video of basically what it's like waking up in the morning at the golf course. You know, we've talked about, you know, how the, you know, he'll get there. Martin will get there at four in the morning with us at four 30 in the morning, whatever their starting time be. And he'll get the drones going. He's going to follow us from the second the lights pop on in the shop. And we'll kind of edit this video together of the day 
of setting up the golf course. And we'll oh, put nice. that on a loop. And he told me today, he's like, I'm going to link you guys to the bottom of this thing. So when people watch it, they'll be able to click on the bottom and go to the Jingweeds podcast. That's so really cool. For me, it's real. For me, I mean, I'm sure you kind of get where I'm coming from or who I really am because I am yeah. exactly who I am on this podcast. This yeah. is one of the only golf courses that would allow me to be me. Yeah, it's it's that's very interesting. I was just about to say, like, Dan, is, is your are you in the same boat or no? Um, I don't even think my GM knows, but I don't right. care. Like, you can find me on the internet and know that I work at Rio Verde Country Club, so I don't think right. anybody. It's not that big of a deal, you know what I mean? And I don't yeah. think we say anything too disparaging like i appreciate my members and i understand uh their concerns and so like there's nothing that i say or do on here that's that's gonna jeopardize anything no yeah i was just curious because like my thing is like kind of like i say the way we handle it is just obviously you can look me up on facebook right now and see where i work you can look me up what's the difference between me doing a podcast and matt or guilfoy or whoever let's I don't know who's on Instagram, but doing constant Instagram or Facebook updates on their golf course. That's yeah. their form of social media. This is our form of social media, I think, is the way we look at it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I like that. That's really cool. I try to tell it, you know, we try to tell it exactly how it is on our side. You know, yeah. this is, and I had an interesting phone call the other day. So um, the old assistant that I worked with up at Desert Highlands, Dave, he calls me the other day and he says, Hey, he says I, he now works for a sales company, which is a lot like Site One. I'm, Dave, sorry, I don't know the name of the company. Otherwise, I'd pump the wheels off of it. But he wheels into a golf course on up in Minnesota. New guy, new superintendent at this golf course. And he had been laid off or furloughed through the pandemic, wherever he was. And he had just scooped this job up and he's started back up. And he's looking for ways to kind of get the juices flowing before the season starts. And they, and he tells Dave, he says, you know, I ran across this podcast. He's like, and it's really helping. Dave says, oh, yeah, who's that? He says, I don't know, some shit about the jingweeds. And Dave just <laughs> laughed at him. He's like, yeah, I used to work with Matt. You know, yeah. and he said, what I really like about it is like these guys tell it exactly how I feel every day yeah. at my job. Like it's not this – and I don't want to portray it as this complete bitch fest. Everybody at every job, if we really sat down and said to them, hey, what do you do? Oh, I flip burgers at McDonald's. Yeah, how, how, how is that? Oh, it fucking sucks. Everyone's going to tell you the worst part about it. Right. So I don't want to sit and constantly bash how difficult it is. What we want to do or is how I feel this podcast and yours does the same thing is this isn't just riding around in a golf cart like golfers see us do yeah golfers see us you know as the quote-unquote boss radio on the hip and just wheeling around just staring at shit you know or not even getting out of the cart not doing anything and they just see a bunch of guys getting in their way as the rest of the crew that's not what it is we're not you know we keep emphasizing we're not doing any of this stuff to make your day miserable we're doing all of it to make your day better. Sorry yeah. we got in the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that 
that's exactly what your you know your listeners like appreciate about it i mean you know it it's very it's very honest and it's you know that's exactly what i said when when i actually when i decided i was going to do this podcast i was like oh i don't i don't think there's anything out here like this because i think the only podcast that i had actually even listened to was the um superintendent radio network and i i love that podcast it's great i i know the guys that do it um and but it's like these are just interviews i was like i want to hear like the not I want to hear like the not professional version of this, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, so that that's exactly what I what I wanted to do, and and that's exactly what y'all have as well, and it's awesome. It's and it's it's a little bit different take, and that's that's also something else I want to talk about too. Was like, so I would say like if I like I don't know because I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Is like how does someone like pick like what superintendent they want to work for? Because I recently accepted a new job and it was very hard. I liked both. Congrats the on that, by the way. Oh, thank you, man. I to go home. That. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me and, yeah. Going me and Dan home. did touch on that. I said that you were going home to your course and we both looked yeah. at each other earlier and we were like, I don't think I want to go home. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I go home. You know, this is this is too good. So we'll get into that living in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you all the reasons why we don't want to go home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so like, but I think that the biggest thing is like, you know, what me and James have talked about also is like trying to find that like middle ground between like being friends with your superintendent and like, you know, being the boss and everything. Do y'all have like any like you know, any, how do y'all handle that? I guess is what I'm asking. You know what I mean? So, well, I'll go first. Cause I like to talk over Dan. So, uh, <laughs> so my experience as being an assistant underneath Phil Shoemaker, um, was, was awesome. Was absent with Dave was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got into it, you know, I'd never worked on a golf course before I was a landscaper back home. And got into this and it was kind of like, I don't know, Phil, we call him daddy. You know, anybody that's worked for him, we call him daddy. He's is like that father figure to you. It's a huge respect thing. And there's a little bit of walking on eggshells at first. But once you wheel back the curtain and you realize he is exactly like you, but he only expects more out of himself than you. You know what I'm saying is like he expects the world out of all of us yeah. and he knows who has it and who doesn't. Because when you work for him, you see him pitch the ones that he sees right away. Nope. This one doesn't have it. So goodbye. You know, we'll just either mm. move him on and we're just not moving him up and he'll move along. Right. Um, but at the end of it all, I would consider him a very good friend between him, Dave and myself. We there's times where, you know, more about you three than anybody your family even knows about. You know, I yeah. I used to call Dave my work wife. That's how we kind of, it was, <laughs> Dave was my work wife. It was, you know, both of us were single. All we did was work, 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 work. But, and that's the only way it was going to work is that we were single. We didn't have family then. So it was cool. It was like, all right, if you're, do, if you're here, I'm here. That's how we yeah. kind of treated it. You know, so it was those long days you don't have to stay long by yourself. And we made the best time we could out of it. And this was a high end country club, yeah. you know? So I, uh, I'm not sure about your question. There is like the Christmas present. We would get him 
Jack Daniels, you know, big old <laughs> giant bottle of it. And he would get us beers usually, you know, he'd buy his yeah. case of beer or whatever it was. So that's, I think that relationship there is very much earned, you know, yeah. as far as being a new guy, nope. You know, yeah. when you guys are buddies or you should yeah. know, you right. know, or when you're at that level of, Hey, I can ask him for this, or I can give him this without him looking at me sideways. Yeah. You know, the first year that me and Dave decided, Hey, we're getting him a Christmas present this year. Right. And yeah, let's get him some. What are we getting him? It was easy. Jack Daniels. You yeah. sure we're going to get him booze? Fuck yeah, we're getting him booze. <laughs> what he wants, you know? What am I going to get him? A fucking shitty sweatshirt that he's not going to wear? Right. No, we're going to get him booze and he's going to drink it all tonight. You know, that's what I want him to do. So we get him booze. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's definitely weird. Myself now, uh, oh, my earphone fell out. Myself now is I kind of worry about being friends. Right. Uh, I, you know, being the superintendent, I can yeah. see how Phil was very standoffish of getting close to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm close. My assistant, me and him are close. You know, yeah. we both know, you know, wives names, all the kids names, you know, you, you just understand, you know, what they're doing before work, after work, you, un, you know, what you guys are into or what you're doing, yeah. you know, this personal shit, you're obviously not going to give out that information, but yeah, he would be a friend of mine. You know, he yeah. was invited to my rece- my wedding reception. He was invited to it. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, absolutely. But what, other what guys. What about you, Dan? How do you kind of handle that? Um, you kind of the same know, way. As an assistant, I always had this. I always really enjoyed my bosses, but I always had this. It was a respect. Like, we could go have beers, but it, it didn't feel like you're going with the beers with your buddies. Okay. But, yeah. Like, as soon as I moved on, we were best friends, you know, or, you know, mm. we were good buddies. It's like I could call him for anything. He was my friend. But when I worked for him, there was a friendship and we would get along awesome. But there was still I had a lot of respect for everybody I worked for. And so yeah. it was like you knew there was there was a there was a boss, you know, relationship. But I always had a lot of respect for those guys and as professionals. And then I, I thought of them as friends. But the friendship was even more when I left and, and we could actually, you know, be friends and just go get, get beers as friends or hang out as friends and not that, that relationship, but it was always positive. Like everybody I worked for, I'm friends with all those guys now. Uh, and I, you know, it's a, it was awesome to be able to, to work for somebody like that. And I think it, it wasn't like I selected either. It was just kind of, that's, I got lucky. The first guy I worked for, he was willing to take me on as an intern and that worked into my assistant position. And then, uh, you know, as part of being true, I, I looked for something in California at Indian Wells and I didn't know Brian from, from anybody, uh, you know, and all I knew is my boss at the time, James was, had known him through true too and thought he was a good guy, but that was it. And I just happened upon him being good. And then the guy that replaced Brian at Indian Wells, his name is Rick. Our relationship's awesome. Another a guy I would consider like a good friend of mine. So, I never had a situation where I didn't like working for the guy that was my yeah. boss ever. And uh, like now I consider my friends now with my assistants, I still kind of keep that relationship. I, I get along with my assistants. Great. And I, I think it makes for a better work environment. I think more stuff gets done. Yeah. But we don't, you know, we're not out getting beers together after work, but we will, you know, what sure. I mean? when they move on and find their own gigs, we will. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's, um, it's nice to be friends. Cause I, I, I agree with all of that. Like I agree like that there's that respect level, but there's also like that kind of friendship or whatever. Cause that's kind of, and like for me and my current superintendent, like it was like within that, like four to six months, maybe, maybe six months. That was when we kind of, I kind of felt that friendship or whatever. And then like from then on out, it was like, I'm not going to leave you in the dust. I'm never going to, you know, if it's hot and we're and you got to, you know, we got to take care of greens. We're both here till the sun goes down. You know what I mean? That's just how it goes. So, um, you know, I definitely agree with what y'all are saying. So, yeah, now now we got to talk about the whole Arizona thing. What what made y'all want to go out to Arizona and what and and I guess you want to talk about your home situation, why you can't go home, everything like that. <laughs> Fire away, Dan. I'll let you go first. For me, Arizona, it was just another another step up in my career. I've always been willing to move, and it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. When I was in Kansas City, you know, that job in California came open, and I was willing to go there. I was I was willing to do whatever it took to get me to the next level. And okay, and so I, I took that move, and, and my wife came with. She was a you know she's got to be a trooper too, and then kind of this opportunity. It's funny before we got this job, when when I was looking my wife said, I'll go anywhere but Phoenix. And so we're living in California uh, at the time and I was ready to get out. And I was like, all right. And then I get the phone call and it's like, hey, we got a place in Phoenix. It's like, all right, like, uh, let's do it. And so, you know, I had to go break the news to the wife, but got here and I honestly can't, can't say I want to live anywhere, anywhere else. It's, it's, I can deal with hot summers. Yeah. And I can get eight, eight months of good weather. Like coming from the Midwest, I think we all kind of we we kind of thought we might want to go back to Kansas City at some point because our work there was great. Yeah, but that's only two two good months of weather. Like we get one month in the spring, one one month in the fall, and then the rest is way too hot or way too humid. And then the, the winter is just cold and shitty, and you're just inside, and you're not doing anything. And here year round, Matt, I mean, we're playing golf, we're swimming. Yep. It's just there's always something to do in Phoenix. It's all, I mean, yeah. I love it. that's crazy. Yeah, it's, all right. you, it's, yeah, you, uh, <laughs> it's not, uh, I mean, the summers we did bitch. I think this one and maybe one or two others in my 20 years have really put you to the edge. So yeah. it's just like getting those one or two winters every 10 years. That is like, Oh my God, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> you know, I'm never shoveling snow. I'm not going to deal with this anymore. But for me, it was, you know, I finished college on my first run and I thought I was going to be a gym teacher and then got out of that and obviously was into landscaping and everything else. And I had two friends that moved out here and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go visit you guys on the long haul. I'm moving. And so I packed my shit and came out here and I gave myself five years. And in those years, I worked in the sports supplement industry and worked in a vitamin store and then got into the distributorship and was going from store to store selling the stuff and merchandising type shit. And I was like, this is brutal. This is brutal. It's not even close to what I want to do. And, uh, uh Oh, we might have to edit this out. Here comes the wife. She's coming in. Hi, honey. You're on episode number 44 and 33. (laughs) She needed her mask, I guess. But anyway, so um, it was just one of those things like, I got to get out of this and let me go yeah. back to doing what I want to do. And I thought when I moved out here first, I was going to be a landscaper. I was like, I'll oh, just wheel out there and I'll open up my own landscape company. 
but it was spray painted phone numbers on the side of shitbox pickup trucks. And my where I came from, it was you had a one ton dump with a you know covered trailer and everything was painted up sweet. You were reputable. Right. And it it's no knock on those guys that are doing the work. It's a knock on the people that were constantly, no matter what they were doing, they were gonna pay the cheapest amount because the landscape was different out here than what I came from. And I obviously I look at myself and I'm like, how did you not know that coming out here? You know, it's nothing like back home. But at the time, until you see it, you're like, okay, this is three strips of a lawnmower and then blowing and trimming. And then you're gone. You're gone out of a house in 20 minutes. If you have two guys, you know, whereas back home you wheel up to a house and it's, you know, a couple hours of doing everything and bagging everything, raking everything. And it's just bigger properties, more lawn. So I ended up just getting, all right, I got to get back into this. So I just went and got my turf certificate. And that's how I got into this golf end of it. And once I dropped anchor, as far as getting a career out here, here I am. And then it's 18 years later as a GCSA member, I'm not leaving Arizona. You know, who's going to hire me, even if I wanted to go home, you know, to go to a cool season grass. Dude, you, your resume is yeah. full of that stuff. I feel that that has, I feel, per, I feel that that has a, it's a, it's a problem. It's a stepping stone for me or a bump right. in the road for to get hired. Cause I'm, I don't know, this is very egotistical of me. And if it's my choice, I'm not going to take a, an assistance job, oh, you yeah. know, for my next yeah. one. And it's, it's, you can call it egotistical or whatever it is, and I'm not higher than that. But if it's my choice, I'm not going to go and take that job. But now if I get canned from here, hey, anybody that needs an assistant, I'm uh, pretty awesome at fucking spraying so, and running the crew. So right. is my is my plug for myself. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. That's that's very true. Now, I remember y'all saying, I mean, this was a long time ago, and I really don't even remember exactly what y'all said, but y'all were talking about how humid it was one day. And I don't remember the number you said, but it was like the driest number I've ever heard. It was yeah. like, I mean, what 30s. is like, what is like humid? Yeah. Thirties. Yeah, yeah. I was like 30. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's so dry. I was like, we'd be yeah. dying out here if we had 30 degree, 30 percent humidity. Oh my God, dude. That, that really made me literally, I, I literally remember what hole I was on. I was spraying teas. I remember what hole I was on. And I was like 30%. What? <laughs> yeah. When it gets oh that way God. in the summertime, it's wild how add that heat and just that little bit of humidity. You know, they always say, oh, Phoenix, is yeah. oh, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. Or back in Massachusetts, it's not heat, the humidity here, it's the heat. And there is no humidity. But, man, you add just that little bit to it, and it's a yeah. game changer. And it's it a game changer for the turf, That too. grass ain't used it's, to it, yeah. But for the Bermuda grass, it's crazy how it starts shooting out of the ground. The littlest oh, yeah. bit of humidity. But after a, a decent monsoon, that next morning – you know, our typical years, if you get that morning in August, late August, you get a rainstorm, you know, monsoon in the day before in the afternoon, that next morning is brutal, brutal, because oh, it's yeah. getting the humidity or the humidity is rising. And we're now we're talking in the 60s and 70s, and then the temperatures, 
because that rain dropped it, you know, it may have dropped into the high 60s at night, but by the time we're at work and it's getting going, it's back to 75. It's it's totally different out here. Yeah. You know, as far as even some coming from a place where we had shitloads of humidity, yeah. now it kills me. Absolutely kills oh, me. Sure. Sweat your ass off. Yeah. I'm but, I've actually I'm literally I'm the furthest west I've ever been is like Nashville, Tennessee. So <laughs> I can't even like <laughs> come close to like feeling that type of weather you know but like i know during the winter like my skin dries out you know what i mean so yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah. i can imagine being just dry all the time <laughs> yeah a lot there's a lot of moisturizer and a lot of sunscreen i bet i you bet know, lots of it but and you, you, need you it. also put up a, a stat or something on instagram one time like how many days got over 100 degrees down there yeah, like, this oh this year God. was wild. I forget what the full on numbers were, but you know we broke every record there could be as far as most days in the hundred and twenties, most days over a oh. hundred degrees, most days not dropping below eighty five. Yeah, you know most days without rain. Right, Dan, we broke that too. Most days in a oh. row without rain. Yep. I mean, it was this year was wild. Um, yeah, and. You know, the more they build out here, this is my personal feeling, the more the building keeps going on, you keep adding pavement to this desert, that radiant heat's going to make it worse and worse for everyone every single year. You ain't kidding, man. That's crazy you know, to think about. It oh. never cools down because a paved road is not going to cool down or a rooftop yeah. isn't going to cool down like the wide open desert is. You know, it's interesting, you know, when we used to record you know, on those nights at nine o'clock at Dan's garage, I would leave my house and we live probably seven miles maybe from each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But going north of the highway, he lives up into a stretch where we get into the desert area and you'd cross over the canal and the temperature would drop like 15 degrees. And we're talking wow. from like 90 to 80, 75 in our seven mile ride from my place to his just due to the ambient heat. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Jeez. Right. It's not it's fucking nuts. You should come and visit yeah. sometime. It's fucking great. But don't come I, now. I actually I want to. I plan on I plan on going out there and uh I, I I wanted to do like I've always wanted to do like a West Coast trip. Um, you know, if we're able to do the uh GIS next year, I'm I'm going. So Yeah, that's um, San Diego, right? Yeah, yeah, that'll be a whole nother world for me. Yeah. <laughs> so what's this new gig you're moving to? Yeah. So, um, it was kind of like not planned. Um, it was kind of deal where I went, I went down South and, um, I got offered a job. Uh, it's in Hendersonville, North Carolina, um, out in the mountains. Um, I've never actually lived in the mountains. I'm from the outer banks. Um, so it's just a whole nother, it's actually just a whole nother world that I've actually never lived in. Cause like I've lived in, um, the Outer Banks, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And then I came up here to Long Island. So I've never actually been in the mountains like this. And I just, I fell in love with it. I, I, I mean, I've gone to the mountains as a vacation, you know, kind of deal. And, um, but I went there for my bachelor party and, um, you know, kind of, I really fell in love with it. So nice. it was, it was a, it was a great trip. Um, but yeah, man, it was, it's it just seemed like the perfect opportunity. I wanted to get closer to my family you know, um, and I was like, you know, I think it's just kind of time to time to go out there. Um, 
so yeah, I'm very excited about it though. The, uh, my new boss seems super cool. Um, the, the guys, you know, the club is just, they're very, they're very adamant about keeping their, um, keeping their workers happy. He told me that the, um, the guy who's there right now, the superintendent that's there right now has been there for 11 years. And he said in the past 60 years, there's only been four superintendents and he's the fourth. Oh, um, whoa. I was like, that's, that's insane. And same thing for like head. Pro- I, I don't, I didn't ask him about assistance cause I didn't want to be like, Oh, what about us? You know what I mean? But like, yeah. Um, and, and that's also, it's totally different because that, that is the point of that assistant role is to eventually get to that point, um, where you can move on. But, right. um, yeah. but he said same thing for like head pros. I think it was like the past 40 years, there's only been four head pros there. So it, it seemed like a great place to work. And so, yeah, I'm very excited. That's yeah. It. I would say that if you got that, you know, security if everybody yeah. else stuck around that long when you're looking at it on the outside trying to make a decision i'm sure that weighs heavy when you look yeah. at that yeah and like whereas just i them, took like, i took my first superintendent's job and i happen to be the seventh superintendent in eight years and everybody in this valley thought i was <laughs> fucking bananas oh, for going to where i am because they all knew how i was and how my owner was mm-hmm. and it was like okay and i look at it now as Hey, this is exactly what he needed. And it's exactly what, what I needed. He needed somebody to tell him, if you want your golf course to be this way, this is what we need to do. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. And I needed somebody to give me that freedom to be able to be that way. Uh, so yeah, when I went on my little hiatus and I left, who, uh, I thank him, my lucky stars every day that they were, the family was willing to give me a chance to come back because I made a bad decision and, I think uh, so did they by, I look at it, so did they by letting me walk. I gave them the chance, right. you know, to, right. hey, this is, I'm leaving for this place. If you want to give me a little help and keep me around, I'm in. And there was yeah. no help. So see ya. But boy, when we all met back up on that day and was like, hey, I need a job and you need me. It was like, yeah, yeah. And come <laughs> back and do your thing. And I was like, okay, now we have, now we're on a good, Hey, I'm here for you guys and you're here for me. So yeah. that it's comforting now. Yeah. How how long were you guys assistants for before you became a superintendent? I was eight years. Eight years? What about you? Eight Dan? years to the to the day. Oh wow. Yeah. I think I was six years. Six years. Okay. Yeah. So I'm this is my fifth year as an assistant. Um I, I get a lot of, you know, people um, you know, asking about moving up to that next step and everything. And I, I, I kind of tell them, you know, it's not, I was like, I, I would say it's a absolute minimum of four years. Um, absolute minimum. Um, but it's not really about the amount of years and y'all let me know if you think this is correct, but like, it's not really about the amount of years. It's how comfortable you feel. And like, if you had this, now, my first superintendent wasn't much of a mentor. He was he was the superintendent who comes in at nine o'clock and checks on you and makes sure everything's good and then heads out. You know, and that that's and nothing you know wrong with him. He was he's a great he's smart guy. Just you know, he wasn't much of a, a teacher. And like this past job that I'm at is where I actually felt like I've been taught stuff. Even though you know, obviously you go to school and you know you learn on your, on your own a lot. But to have someone being like, hey, this is what's really going on, it, it helps a lot. And, um, you know, I think that's another thing, too, is 
um, just getting that extra responsibility, which I, I believe that most assistants, if there's anything that they would complain about is that they don't get enough responsibility. And sometimes obviously that's not the case. Like sometimes there probably maybe is too much responsibility, but I'd say with, with my experience, that's what I've always wanted. Just more responsibility. Like, so how, how do y'all like try to treat your assistants? Like, do they, do they set up morning jobs? Do they, are they running the crew? You know, how, how do y'all do it? Or is he like, just kind of like, I, I feel like with some superintendents, they're basically their assistant that, and, and I've seen it is basically just like their, you know, sprayer and Hey, I need you to go cut down this tree or, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? I think for me is it's a, it's a gained kind of, uh, like he earns that for my assistant. He has earned mm-hmm. it all over is to get, or the whole aspect of running the crew and it's his control. And I always tell him, you know, when we hire a guy. I always say, Hey, if he's not working out for you, you let me know and we'll get rid of them or we'll keep them or we'll move them on to a better job. You know, you tell me when they're ready, but mm-hmm. over the years, he's been with me for eight years and, yeah. uh, he understands how I operate and then I've given him more and more control over the years. Like I make all the agronomical decisions. Sure. He kind of runs a crew. I let him do the job board. He moves the guys around. Um, I'm typically one that comes in, you know, we start right now at five o'clock in the morning. I make sure I'm there by six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, and it's more or less like you don't need me coming in with my hair on fire because I'm going to see the dragon ass and all this other stuff. I don't need to see that as long as you're there getting the guys going, you give them their chit chat. You may send some information that I've handed to you. Like, Hey, we need to talk about this. You know, he has that chat, but when I wheel in there and I see headlights on three and number four and you know, wherever they need to be, I I'm never going to ask a question ever. Yeah. And I give him that, ability to, Hey, should we mow today? Should we not mow today? You know, in the dead of winter when things aren't grown and things like that, like, Hey, we kind of have that typical schedule, mow fairways, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whatever. Hey, hey, Mm -hmm. make that decision. If we don't need it, don't waste the time out there doing it, you know, or if it's maybe a little wet or whatever it is, Hey, we shouldn't go out there after these things that we used to get called brainstorms, you know, don't go out there (laughs) with that more. I, I want him to make those decisions. You know, and I think me and Dan, we talked about this on a podcast is set, not set your assistant up for failure, but make sure that they're making decisions and let them screw up. Let them make the wrong one. You know, that's the only way you're going to learn. Obviously, they're not going to fucking go blow the whole place up. You know, that's what you you don't want. and And you wouldn't give them the ability to make that decision if they weren't ready for it. You know, so it's the little minor things and you see how they pick them up and how they kind of grow with that decision making and let them go from there. I think that's a cool amount of responsibility that you give them. I mean, I know it's a little different this time of year, but still just that that helps build confidence. And like, obviously, that's a little different. Obviously, he's been with you for eight years. That's a long time. That's that's really cool that you have such a, a guy that's, you know, been that reliable to you and has obviously gained your trust and, and stuff like that. So that's really cool. And I try to make, and you know, I give him that. So he's, he's comfortable where in his decisions, you know, I want to see him become comfortable with every decision he makes, 
you know, and if we have to say, hey, man, you know, maybe you shouldn't have them mow today. You know, we could have done a lot more things. That kind of, I've said it to him before. Does that kind of look like a, almost like a mail-in? Let's make it an easy day. Well, yeah. let's not get stuck in that. And it's okay for today, but let's not do it every every week, you know, for this right. time. So every so often you just see, and other times he'll come to me and say, hey, uh, fuck, I put these guys out and I didn't mean to, or I shouldn't have. It's like, okay, as long as you caught it, let's finish up what we're doing and that's okay. You know, as long as you see those things. But, Danny, you still with us? Yeah, I'm here. All right. <laughs> Mine's a little different because I got 36 holes. So, oh boy, oh that is a whole other. Yeah, that's a whole other animal, basically. Yeah, yeah so and, and they're they're maintained a little bit differently. Is that right? Uh, no. I mean, there are they on the same schedule, pretty much. Yeah, except in the okay. summer we got alternating closures, but we do everything's identical on each each golf course. Okay, interesting. Yeah, but yeah. So, uh, do do you, are you the superintendent of both courses, or do you have another kind of superintendent, or you just have multiple assistants? No, I'm the superintendent of both, and then I got wow. an assistant that I kind of designate each golf course too. So they're they're responsible gotcha. for you know morning setup and all that stuff. Because same, I'm not going to get in the way. The best way they're going to succeed is, and, and I, when I was at my last job, it was 36 holes. I was a superintendent on one golf course, or and so that was my job, and that's the way I learned. The only thing, like the, when I think the biggest when I jumped from that position to the one I am now is probably budget for me. Is mm. I'd never done the budget, and that seemed like a big undertaking. Which probably the first time you do it is it, for me. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of calling reps, and how much is this fertilizer? How much is this fertilizer? You know. Like, yeah. How much is this fun to decide? How much is that? And trying to figure out, well, I got to do this application, that application. And that was the biggest, the scariest part for me was that part of it. But other than that, I knew I had confidence for coming from where I was in my ability to grow grass. It was right. the other side or, or going from a resort to public. How do you deal with members? Like the, the, the growing grass part, you either got it, you don't. Well, it is almost at that hour mark. We can just, you know, wrap it up and then, you know, yeah. It was, uh, that was a good time. Yeah, definitely. We're definitely going to have to do it again. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I could talk about this shit for hours. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Honestly. Yeah. All right. So that was a little interview with, uh, or a little chit chat. I don't even know if it was an interview, but that was, uh, I get together with the not so superintendent guys. Sorry. We missed out on James joining us. James, sorry. You missed us, but that's fine. Uh, Good chat, Will. It was uh, interesting. Good talk. A uh, lot more, a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Uh, it was a lot more, a lot of good flow. Good flow. I'll give it that. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. And not like I'm saying, oh, it's way better than I fucking expected, but it was still good. But uh, hey, before we go on any further, uh, what are we drinking for beers today? Because these ones are, uh, these ones are good ones. I got two of them. And maybe I should only mention one. But I think I'm going to mention too why half the reason why I'm starting to get buckled right now. I have a local. Arizona, both of these are local and they're tied together. So let's get into it. We got a Four Peaks Zirical Desert IPA. Excellent beer. That guy right there. Giant yep. cans. Um, Four Peaks Brewery. This is where I met my wife. She was a server. I was a boozer. Me and my buddy Smitty were like Nif uh, Cliff and Norm from Cheers at that place. Uh, I met her almost 20 years ago, 
and we've been together for eight, married for two. Uh, so Four Peaks has a little bit of, I guess, a little touch in the heart for this guy. And it's where I grew up drinking beers out here. Uh, so this one, I can't find the... Uh, the like seven, eight, <laughs> yeah, it's up there. It's up there. So I got a giant can of that. So I crushed through that thing. And the other one, which is tied to Four Peaks in a way that a brewer uh, from Four Peaks Brewery started Santan Brewery down in Chandler, Arizona. Uh, and I have Moon Juice Galactic IPA. It's uh, a little 7.3 alcohol per volume. It's gassy and it's excellent. So I got two of those babies going today. Um, so if you're ever in the Arizona area, or I know Four Peaks is sold on most of the West Coast now. Thank you, Anheuser-Busch, for making that available to everybody. Uh, Santan, I believe, is still just an Arizona beer. Maybe the Four Corners. Maybe it's gotten to those. Uh, which, for all of you that don't know the Four Corners, Dan, do you know the Four Corners? What are they? Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Nevada. And usually it squeaks in when it comes to beer. Southern California gets a hold of these things too. But another really good beer, really good brewery. Um, funny, the first time I ever went into this place, I was such a Four Peaks geek at the time. And I was, oh man, we got to go look at a guy that basically ripped off this place. The beers are very much the same. I will say the food is exactly the same. The French fries are fucking identical, which are awesome. But yeah, they, they stole they stole the idea and they went with it, which is a good idea. So let's go with it. You know, um, what do you got? I got an Arizona wilderness, uh, sweet potato. Sison. Is that how you say it? Is it a session or a, a session? Yeah, it's a session. Yeah. That's how you say session, session beer. Yeah. No, it's not. I believe so. Yeah. No, it's not. No, Saison is a different beer. It's like a French word, dude, for some Belgian beer. Oh, never heard of it. But Arizona Wilderness, very good this is brewery. Sweet potato. So, I mean, I'll tell you why I got this. My uh, my admin had them in her fridge, and she didn't want to drink them, so she brought them to me. And uh, I was like, "Shit, I'll give it a shot." And so I figured I'd try this uh, sweet potato situation for the podcast today. It was actually pretty good. Um, one of those ones that you thought was going to be gross and all of a sudden yeah, here like it is and it's not so bad. I mean, I fucking I'm love gonna, me some sweet I'm gonna potatoes. I'm going to get made fun of for not knowing the name. But uh, I was like, fuck, I'll try this sweet potato, whatever the fuck. I'm not going to throw it away. <laughs> right, yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's only, it's only 16 ounces. I mean, I can <laughs> get through anything. I mean, I've but drank I, I 16. Arizona Wilderness makes some good beers. They got a pretty Yeah, they do. Beer. They are a... Um, this is what my wife says. She knows more about the beer industry than I do. Um, she know, or at least the makes and the styles and everything else. They, um, what the hell are they called? Um, oh shit. Fuck. This is going to make me a second. Ah, uh, God. I can't think of what the fuck they call them. They're so oh, sours. They're big into the sour beers. Yeah. I know that was like, oh my God, I was going to come up like the fucking. <laughs> holy, yeah. Like the intergalactic. It's like moon juice. It no, it's, sour. it's sours. And it was, oh, Bud Light. That's the name of that beer. I can't yeah. think of. 
<laughs> that really good beer I had in Mexico I that one time and I couldn't think of the name. Me. These things are good right now. Glad <laughs> I'm stuck at home. I got two 32 ounce or 24 ounce beers. They good. Yeah. But uh yeah, so if anybody's in the area, definitely check out those three breweries because uh I will say the food at Wilderness is awesome. Really, 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 really good. Um at least the, I think they have one in downtown Phoenix. And then the other one that I know of is over in uh, Chandler Gilbert area. It's right next to Coco Pelly. And uh, me and a couple other guys, every so often when we go out for beers, we'll meet down there. And uh, their food is, it's really good. So go check that place out. For sure. And speaking of Why food, yeah, real quick, yeah, last night I went to Chino Bandito. It's Chinese and Mexican fusion. It's that's crazy dude it's awesome so i had always heard when i was living in california like you got to try the chinese food in mexico because they got the like the mexican food twist and i love mexican food right too. and so i had to go my car was getting work done uh down the 17 and between where my car was and home was this i was like oh there's a mexican asian fusion place we're gonna go there and so we picked it up on the way home yesterday from picking up my car apparently it was on diners drive-ins and dives i always get the name of that show oh really it was on there. yeah it was pretty good no you know who gets that name wrong it's big ed oh big ed's the <laughs> drive-ins one diners and drives. yeah drivers, big ed drivers drivers and divers yeah we're just diving diving and diving and driving and diving yeah <laughs> drive-ins drive yeah drives so was his little uh signature like spray painted thing on the oh, wall I, I didn't see i didn't see Guy. I didn't, my wife my wife didn't saw it in there or something you know they got the celebrity huh. pictures or whatever but it was good it's worth it it was pretty cheap nice that's solid so what is it like is it like a i figure like the spiciness do you eat it super spicy or no i do yeah yeah I mean, you do is it like thai food spicy or is it mexican food spicy mexican food spicy so it's like Chinese. so it, it like just burns and it gets in there where thai food is like hot and it dies yeah and then by the next bite it gets blazing hot and then it dies this is like Halloween. but mexican sticks in you like yeah. hot wings yeah but i think nice. and i'm pretty sure you can get anything in a quesadilla so you get like an orange chicken quesadilla situation oh right. yeah you shove anything between two, two tortillas and melt some cheese on it oh, that shit is good pushing all the chips in on that mm. nice well you got anything else to cover you want to fucking bang out of this thing i think you got to go deal with some kids Nice. Yeah, you have been. You've gotten a nice vacation from that inside that little garage. Eh? Yes, I'm surprised they haven't come in. They must have <laughs> oh, yeah. True that. <laughs> All right. I got to run. Fucking right. All right. Cool. Hey, thanks everybody for uh, listening. I hope you guys enjoyed that fucking little get together with the not so superintendent guys. And uh, we will see you next week. Later. Stay pissed, everybody. See you guys. Love you, mom and dad. me record now so that's all that matters um i think it was just in the middle of actually going through your stuff so that's why it was kind of not working but yeah yeah the only thing that i see is you know as it's recording i don't see my voice changing at all you know when you talk will no no, yours dan yours is going mine i'm seeing i'm seeing all three of ours i don't see my own
Okay. Oh, right, right. Yes, yes. Yep, that, that that's right. Sense. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. this is fucking. Glad I grow grass and not fucking record <laughs> Zoom meetings. Jesus Christ. You now record Zoom meetings. I know. I should yeah. be way better at this. I mean, we're multi multimedia moguls at this point. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Fucking <laughs> a. Wait. So are we saying y'all got y'all have a, a producer? Is this is this? What it's you're it's Andy is Dan's brother, who has schooling background in this, right, Dan? Yeah, here in Phoenix. Yeah, he. So when we started this, me, you know, me and Dan hit record. And it was like, oh yeah, this is fucking cool. You know, here's our voices. We can talk shit and talk grass or whatever. Then we hit end, and then it was like, all right, now what do we do with this? Yeah. You know, now what? Now what? Right. You know, the editing. You watch a YouTube video and you watch this kid rip through it, and it's like, uh, it's, yeah, that should be easy. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, this isn't easy. And Dan was like, I think Andy might want to be doing this. It was like, all right, Andy, you want to do this? So he enjoys doing it, you know, and it gives him, I guess, yeah. quote unquote, practice to stay in it. And he does it so fast compared to us. Right. Oh, right. So he's the one that reads all the ad reads and everything for oh, us. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. realize that. I got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So is he the one that says the on the job board today and everything yep. like that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Interesting. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah. He does that, which he makes it all, you know, he basically listens to the episode and then makes that up at oh, the end of it. He picks the music and then he does the ad read for, uh, par West. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Me and That's Dan awesome. have tried it and it's fucking brutal. So, <laughs> you know, cause he kind of, you know, Andy has a chance to practice over and over cause he has put on at the end of some of these things, basically his, you know, his trial and errors. Right. Right. You know, as the blip, you know, the bloopers at the end, he's had a couple of them where he reads it and he's like, shit, we <laughs> here restarted again. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Safe stick, antimicrobial flag stick decals, safe stick, antimicrobial flag stick decals, safe stick, antimicrobial flag stick decals.